Hello, and thank you for joining us on the Bad Moms in Business podcast. My name is Bridget. I'm Amanda. I'm Danielle. And today we are talking about the struggles of being a working mom, something I think everyone listening can identify with. So, um, so I guess I'll start, we'll just get right into it. Um, one of my biggest struggles is trying to coordinate work and my kids after school activities. Um, being in business for myself, I can kind of create my own schedule in a sense, but there's also the pressure of being available when your clients are available. And a lot of the time that coincides with soccer practice and karate and Bible study and, you know, just there's so many things. Sure. Um, our schedule is just full. So mm-hmm. that is, that's one of my, my biggest struggles is trying to fit everything in and not letting anyone down in the process. That's a good one. That's a really- It is a good one. I can totally relate to that. And I'm sure a lot of people can too, not necessarily because of the, um, extracurriculars, but just having a, a busy life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, your, your thing is extracurricular. Danielle's thing might be something else in another month. Right. Might be. I mean, we fill our calendar so full. We really do. Um, and like we talked about last week, a lot of what we deal with is really self-inflicted. <laughs> You know, we, uh, yeah. we sign sure. up for that abuse. We do. Why do we do that, ladies? I don't know, but it's just what we do. I, know, I, don't know. I always say I spend 90% of the time hoping that the things I sign my kids up for will be canceled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no I can offense. relate on that just because of my own <laughs> things that I schedule for myself. Yeah. Like, we're introvert. What? Yeah. Yesterday was Indigenous People Day, and I was like, I wonder if karate is closed today. They they weren't. <laughs> that is so oh, funny. Oh, gosh. Well, I'll transition into my, I think, biggest hurdle as a working mom, and that is, and I tell me I'm not the only mom who struggles with this, but the absolute burden of having to like work around meals and the lack of being able to put something nutritious on the table. And I'm just going to full disclosure, judge me if anyone wants to, I hate cooking. And so when you hate cooking, plus you have very little ability to do so, it just is a disaster. And so I find myself too cheap to eat out most of the time. So again, butter noodles way too often. And thank the Lord, Owen does like them. (laughs) Yeah. No, that is, that's a real struggle. And then you throw in a picky eater on top of it and it's just like, just forget it. Forget it. Owen used to be the pickiest eater alive. I mean, I know many moms probably feel that, that they have the pickiest eater alive, but oh my goodness, it was such a struggle to get that child to eat. And then, you know, but you don't want to get frustrated at the same time because you only have so much time to cook. So you just want to be able to cook something he will eat because then at least he'll be fed. Right. Right. Oh, what a struggle for me. That is my, by far my biggest hurdle. I believe it. I feel that on so many levels. (laughs) So, so many levels, but here's, here's the kicker, right? So not only do I absolutely despise cooking, bless Brandon for (laughs) constantly cooking for us around here, but I am also the picky eater. That's right. (laughs) I'm a horrible, 
horrible picky eater. And like, even, even one step farther than that, like, it's not just that I'm super picky about the foods that I do eat, but also I want to eat what sounds good, you know? So like a lot of times he'll be like, Hey, I'm going to make chicken tonight. And I'm like, let's rethink that. And he's like, listen, <laughs> you're not doing the cooking. I'm going to cook what I want. So I, I feel that on every level. It's, yeah. it's struggle. So is that your biggest struggle as well, Danielle, um, or do you have something else as well? It's definitely one of them. Oh, I could go on for days about <laughs> my struggles probably as a mom. Could. Like <laughs> being a new mom has hands down been one of the hardest things that I've ever done. Um, I would say, so before Watson came along, I am a self-proclaimed workaholic. I am fully aware of this. I will admit it to anybody. So I would say one of my biggest struggles is um, coming up with that work-life balance. I go 120% on everything that I do and work and being a mom fall right into that. So I, I struggle really hard with like the mom guilt. We don't need to get into that today, but I struggle really hard with making sure that I'm putting in that 120% all the time for work and home. And it's, it's just a constant struggle. Well, and it's exhausting because it is. you can't, you can't be juggling everything at once. Something oh. has to slide to the back burner. And for someone like you, uh, that's gotta be super difficult. It is. And I heard this, um, this saying once I have no idea who said it. I'm sure it's like a famous quote somewhere, but every time you say yes to something, you inadvertently say no to something else. Yes. Yes. And yeah. so I try to think that when it's, 10 o'clock at night and I'm still working that I'm saying no to my family or to my sleep or to my personal time or alone time or whatever it is. I'm saying no to that by saying yes to doing something for work at a time that I really don't need to be doing that. Absolutely. Because that no might not be to Watson, but it's going to be right. possibly to yourself, which right, absolutely. our mental health and our care, I think moms put ourselves on the back burner before anyone else. And I saw this wonderful Speaking of analogies, it was my friend posted it on Facebook and it was basically like motherhood is like juggling, oh, being a working mom, I should say, is like juggling a bunch of balls. Mm. But you need to know that there are some glass balls and some plastic balls. And knowing that Ooh. plastic balls are okay if they occasionally get dropped, yeah. but you can't drop the glass balls. And I love that because like Owen's a glass ball. This is a glass ball. These are plastic balls. You know, if they break, they're going to bounce a little bit. I can pick them back up when it's mm-hmm. time. And I really love that because it was a visual to kind of just put things into perspective a little bit because you can't do it all. Love that. I seriously, I've never heard that before. I've never heard that either. There's another quote that I love, which is you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Mm-hmm. And I think I we know, but we kill ourselves yeah. trying to do everything mm-hmm. and inadvertently like you said, something gets dropped. And for me, it's usually like laundry. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame. I know. I can't be the only one that um, oh. is never caught up on laundry, right? Ever. Never. I, oh. I, I enjoy doing laundry. So I, I am so, but dishes. Mm. Oh, see, and I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say that I enjoy doing dishes, but if my kitchen is clean, I, I feel at peace. 
that's, I think a lot of women, that is if the kitchen seems put together and I'm looking around like at my kitchen right now and it's not put together right at the moment. Um, but you know, look at what's behind me, not in front of me, that's it. That's it. <laughs> but it really like, I, I try to always make my bed every day because I do feel like oh, made bed. It so just good. makes me psychologically feel good. And my kitchen, when it is clean, I feel really good. It's just right now. My kitchen is my office. At the end right. of the day. I mean, so that's it's never the really this year. It's, oh my gosh, making your, your bed every morning. There's like studies done on that and how it just boosts your productivity and your mood right off the bat. I don't do that. <laughs> I think <laughs> a lot of people I, Every don't. time I make my bed, I'm like, I should do this every day. I'm going to do this. And then- no, it just doesn't happen. But I'm that's fantastic. I love that. Of course you would do that. Of course you would. <laughs> I, that's the only thing that? I do. <laughs> I was going to say the, the study that says you're more uh, productive and, you know, like a generally, generally nicer person. Maybe that's why I'm an unproductive grouch because my <laughs> Girl, same. <laughs> never. Listen, I don't know if it makes me more productive, but it does absolutely 100% make me feel better. And be in yeah. a happier spirit. Maybe I'll work it's like on the that. sun is out and shining just because my bed is made. That's so silly. <laughs> does anybody feel? I was just about to say I'll start that in 2021. But does anybody feel like they have to wait for like a start of a new week or a start of a new month or a new year in order to like kick off a new habit? Like I can't possibly start on a Wednesday. That's just right. blasphemy. Like why? I don't know why I feel like that. My whole life is having deadlines that are further in front of me when it comes to things like myself, like, oh, I should start exercising next month. This month is a full month. <laughs> right. I mean, you can't, it's, it's in the middle of the month. You can't start right now. What regimen starts in the middle of the month? And it really exactly. should be like, you just pick it up now and just adhere to it. But that is hard to get motivated. For sure. It is. Especially when our minds, I believe, since we were born, are trying to think like Sunday through Saturday, one week. Like we're, we are, we are trained to think Mondays, Tuesdays, and not just, you know, in a month where we're not really sporadic that we're trained to think that, oh, we can easily start something on a Thursday. That's just not how it's been kind of ingrained in our head. Nope. Maybe, maybe this future generation will have a little bit more of a whimsical approach to life. That's not us. That's not us. We're too, yeah, we, we we're like too to far gone. Here. <laughs> we're broken. <laughs> Cannot be saved. <laughs> no, we're too far gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I would love to ask our viewers what, for me personally, what secrets, tricks have they found that can help me personally be not a better cook because it is what it is. <laughs> Besides professional help on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to spend the money on oh, that. Else I could do. <laughs> um, but what like tips, tricks into being able to, um, you know, pr- like prepare a meal that isn't always a crock pot meal either mm-hmm. because yeah. those do get old. And Marcus will always say, it's just like, they're always soggy. Like I'm always eating a soggy meal. And I, I, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, it, it is fair, but also, <clears throat> also I feel like I have grown to like that because that's what we do so often. It's kind of like, I'm a terrible cook. I get it. It's, you know, it's just not my deal. So I have grown to like the taste of burnt food 
as well, which everybody finds really bizarre, but I do. Like they even used to make like those burnt chips. Yeah. Oh yeah. They still right have up my those. Alley. I'll get you a rainbow. I think they're called rainbow bag or something like that. I think that. they are. Yeah. That's, that's my deal all the way. And I think it's because I'm such a terrible cook that I just burn everything and therefore <laughs> now I've grown to like it. It's an acquired taste. You know, what makes me, I think about this a lot is I'm not a good cook either. Anyone who's ever tried to eat anything of mine will tell you that. But one of the things that makes me sad is I come from a family of good cooks. Like Amanda, you know, Grandma Sharp, come on. They're talented, yes. Like they have the gift of it. Yeah, my mom, a good cook. And I think about that growing up, you know, having meals with my, my mom or, or my grandma. I'm like, oh my gosh, my kids are going to remember going through McDonald's drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel like that could be looked back as a fond memory. We don't know how the kids are going to remember what they remember. Great point. Yeah. I mean, I, it was such a fun thing to be able to go out in and eat at a at a restaurant when you actually could and do drive through just because it was, well, for me, it was more of a seldom occurrence possibly than, than what your, your boys are being blessed with, because I think that's fun. I mean, it's, they spend millions of dollars making sure that people crave that particular sandwich, burger, whatever it may be. So they're enjoying what they're eating. It's not like you're feeding them slop like me. <laughs> I won't be like, mom, remember that one time you made meatloaf and it was so bad. All right, quick story. So sorry to get off topic and it's going to have the word poop in it. But to this day, <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer. So when we were in the military, I'm so sorry to get sidetracked, but this just goes into the memories that children will have for the rest of their lives. I, we did not have a lot of money. It was military pay. Every, like every Friday I had friends come over, our dear, dear friends come over and we would have game night and I was trying to cook something really cheap and I was like, oh, I can make a cake, but I only had like so much of the ingredients. So I kind of made the cake okay, but I tried to make homemade frosting and it was like water and brown sugar mixed together, but it didn't dissolve and it was super gritty and I poured it on the cake. And everyone tasted a little bit. And so that cake has been deemed the sand poop cake. <laughs> and so that is my legacy. When I die, my tombstone will probably say, maker of the sand poop cake. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. That is what Owen remembers. Like, and he was so small. And I go, you know, all the decent things I cooked, and that's what he has to remember. <laughs> my legacy. That's the fun stories, though. I mean, that's cute. Yeah, so at least your boys get to remember, like, eating McDonald's. (laughs) We don't go there every day. Don't let let me lead you astray. (laughs) We're not solely just keeping them in business, but it is definitely more often than what I would prefer. Mm -hmm. Again, it goes back to I have a job where I have to satisfy my clients and work within their time constraints and sometimes that's what we have time for. So I think that's an important note um, just to kind of personalize our struggle since it's all kind of a food issue is when you work in sales like we do, like what Bridget just said, it truly is working around the time restraints of the client to a good portion, you know, extent. And so we may be literally leaving for an appointment when we should be starting 
to cook. And that's what's really difficult. Or we might not be here to press the start button on a four hour crock pot meal. Yeah. Yep. And, and that goes into what I was saying to you guys yesterday. We, um, we were talking about, you know, what our struggles are and what we were going to talk today about. And I said, you know, we get home at three 30 from school and at five o'clock we have to be out the door. 4.30 is too early to eat, but by the time we get home, it's too late. Mm-hmm. And on Mondays, there's just this sweet spot where we have an hour or half hour, and we're still sitting at the karate school because it doesn't make sense to go home. McDonald's is next door. Like, what, what else do I... <laughs> I know I could pack lunches and stuff, but at the end of the day, they've had packed lunches for school. It's just so much. It really is. It is. And then you have to worry about a cooler and all of that other stuff. And it's, it goes back to like having to leave the house with a diaper bag, something that Danielle's still (laughs) dealing with. But like, once you break those chains, it's hard to go back and just plan for that. Not only that, when you actually add up all the pricing to do a pack to lunch type. Oh yeah. It's really not much cheaper than McDonald's these days. Mm-hmm. And honestly, yeah. it might not be healthier either if we're doing processed foods and stuff. So it's, sure. it's hard to not feel guilty or bad or whatever, but it's, it's such a common struggle that we're not alone. No, no. And that's, that's why I think it's important to talk about this stuff because there are a lot of moms who are going to be listening to this while sitting in a fast food drive through Mm, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. For oh, sure. That gave me goosebumps. Like, can I'm you imagine? I'm inspirational. It's fine. No, like think that we could be in somebody's car. Like Bridget listens to only Ham- Hamilton podcast, I guess. Other thing in the car. Yeah. Like we could be that somebody, somebody, and they could be in the drive-thru while we're speaking of this. I love it. Topic. I know. Oh, if you are currently sitting in a drive-through listening yes. to this, please let us know and let us know what you ordered. I'm interested. Yeah, I'm def- that's yeah, what I was too. just about to say. I want to know what you ordered. <laughs> <laughs> also, to the probably very few, if the three of us are having the same exact issues right now as far as food is concerned, I'm sure lots of other moms are having the same issue. But if there are a few of you out there that have this figured out, please <laughs> let us know. Let us know. And I think either way it comes out, whether they're helping us or not, at least we're going to feel definitely not alone. Right. For sure. Same. same. And then the people who can maybe help us out, man, oh man. And I've tried the Instant Pot. Uh-huh. And I don't know that it's any faster sometimes than say preheating the oven or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I do have a really good one. I, so I'm open to all of those recipes or tips. Same. Cause I think we, we all we have, have an instant pot. pots and Instapots. Yes. And I'm a little afraid to use the instant pot. We've used it a couple of times, but mm, she scares me a little bit. Uh-huh. I- Absolutely agree with you. I watched several YouTube videos on it and I'm always so impressed when they so casually are like, hit the release button. <laughs> like, how do you do that? So laid back. Like, I'm like, take cover. <laughs> I take like a fork yeah. and push that button just there she blows. <laughs> I mean, there's, a, there's an intimidation factor to that instant pot. Oh. God, the yeah. crock pot is not like that. There's no. there's something safe about the crock pot. It's unless so cool. unless you're a This Is Us fan and you know how 
So yeah, I I've never watched that show a day in my life. It's just not not my deal. I don't enjoy emotions. Uh Um, But it's I've heard I've heard sad. It was it was sad. I did see a clip on that, Um, and it's that I just hear is overall very sad show. But it is. But I've heard it just seems phenomenal. Everyone speaks super highly of it. Yeah, it's good. So I guess we do have some more time that we can talk about some strengths. I don't want to just be like Debbie Downers. Yeah, we should end on some positive soon. Um, So let's, let's talk about some strengths. Bridget, do you mind going first? Cause you're, you know, the bee of the bad. (laughs) Yeah. So honestly, I had to kind of rack my brain a little bit because I'm like strengths. I don't have any. Um, Can I stop you just for one quick second? I'm sorry. But like, that's society talking yeah. because everyone has strengths and we've just been told that we can't necessarily say them because that's, it's not bragging. You can be, have a strength as a mom, a working yeah. mom. I feel like for me, it's hard to think of a strength because a lot of times they can be seen negatively. Fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. But that society thinking it is a negative thing. So sorry to interrupt Bridget, but I just wanted to dive into that. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Um, so one thing I try really hard at, because again, my business takes me out a lot of the time on weekends, a lot of the time on during the evening. And so I try very, very hard to have one day that is devoted to the boys. And so, you know, pre COVID that might've looked like going to dinner in a movie or taking them to a, a bounce park, you know, whatever. Um, but just two weekends ago, Chris went hunting and it was just the boys and I, and I said, let's go to the store. So we went to Meyer and we bought a bunch of junk food. Speaking of food, I love and it. we came home and we camped out in the living room and we watched Halloween movies and we ate mm-hmm. popcorn and it was so nice. And, while they, the boys are not going to remember me as being a wonderful cook, I do hope they remember those days, you know, the, the fun days. So that's, I try and do that. I, I can't say I'm successful every single week. It just depends on our schedules, but um, at least a couple times a month, I really try hard to make sure that that, that happens. I and love those that. are wonderful last name memories. And I saw you that day and the boys were super excited about that. You did see me. I forgot about that. Yeah, she was delivering my microphone that I'm using today. (laughs) And they were super excited about that. So bravo, mama. That is really, really, really good. Uh, My strength is a little, it's a little different. Um, It's, it's not necessarily like memory. It's, I have a ridiculous endurance to deal with people calling me a helicopter mom. And judging me for how I mother. And because I am over the top, anyone who knows me, a a lot of our viewers do. And I am often the butt of the joke because of the way I mom. And I'm okay with that because I want maybe Owen's memory to be that no matter what, like I showed up for him, like in every single circumstance he needed me to. Yeah. Um, So that's mine. I mean, I, I... take a lot of slack for it, but I am that, that helicopter mom. If there was something above be proud, your mom, 
it would be me. (laughs) I'm following right along in your same footsteps. So I'll be there. I'll be there. (laughs) Oh, so my strength, it took me a long time to come up with what I was going to say, because again, it's, I feel like everything can be, can be spun into a negative. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one thing that I've really been focusing on since Watson's been here is, like I said, I am so 120% with work and home. That's just how I am. But I feel like, especially this year, I've really tried to focus on when I'm working, I'm working. When I'm at home, I'm at home. And I've really tried to, well, obviously, when I'm at home, sometimes I'm working because, you know, COVID this year. But also, I mean, like when I'm spending time with my family, it's time with my family. So Brandon and I, we do run our business together. And a lot of times that line can get blurred as well. But just realizing like, okay, time with my family means time with my family and really trying to be strict with myself and drawing that line. So when I'm hanging out with Watson or playing with him or reading him stories, I'm not thinking of work or, or texting or answering emails or something like that. I've been strict about I'm spending time with my family. And I think at Watson's age, that's so important. It really is. He's learning so much and I don't want him to, I mean, every once in a while he'll see both me and Brandon working at the same time and he just gets so, I don't, I mean, he's an only child right now. We don't know if we're going to have any other kids. And so for him to just be kind of like, oh, they're both busy, you know, he doesn't understand that we're working and that we're providing for him. He just sees I'm not being you know, paid any attention. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Honestly, Danielle, your hard work in doing that, and I know that's hard work, is paying Mm -hmm. because uh, Watson is the smartest baby I've ever met. Because my mic really is. And let's also like point out, like you're still there with him while you're doing it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Right. So it's not like you have him in an unsafe you know, mm-hmm. place, no. you are still giving him that safe environment that he loves. You're just slightly distracted because you have to work. Okay. For sure. <laughs> and I think that'll grow into being a, a good lesson for him too. When he does see both of his parents mm-hmm. working. Um, I know like Aaron, for example, he's nine and he overheard me talking about this podcast. He was so excited and proud you guys. One of my neighbors said, I think that this is supposed to be a secret, but just so you know, Aaron's telling everyone. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That makes me so happy. No. So eventually Watson seeing you guys work when he can actually grasp that concept is going to be a good lesson for him. I love that. I love that. That is so cute because... Owen just rolls his eyes these days. Like mom's doing something else. Well, that yeah. Well, mom's got to keep herself busy because if I didn't, I'd be in your bedroom playing with you every second at 13 and a half. Is that what you want, child? <laughs> I mean, that's well, I have a podcast. <laughs> and it's just so sweet to like be able to, again, see the different seasons we're all in mm-hmm. that like I hear Danielle talking about Watson and how he's so little and he's just okay. absorbing everything. And he would know if you're distracted and, and yeah. 
everything. And then, you know, Bridget's kiddos are really smack dab in between our ages. I love that our ages are so spread out and it's so sweet to see their reactions to things. And I mean, again, we're still very present in their life. So the fact that we have that that privilege to be present, even when we're working. I just think that's such an amazing blessing. And it is a privilege. And it's something that I think that we often take for granted. I mean, I, I used to work a nine to five job. I actually worked nights sometimes too, when Mm -hmm. I had Aaron, when he was really small. And that was really difficult because I was tied to a desk. I worked from home, but I was, I mean, tied to my desk and I couldn't run upstairs if he was crying or, I mean, someone was with him. He wasn't alone, but there's times where as a mom, you want to run in and rescue and check on things. And I would be on an active phone call with a client and I couldn't jump up. Sure. That is, it's a good point because I know a lot of our viewers do have that nine to five type desk job or, you know, just another, like you punch it and punch out type of job. And there's a lot of different struggles that come with that. While it's more predictable, you know, maybe you can plan a little bit better than what we may be able to. There's still so many struggles. It just, the face of them looks a little different. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's so fun though. But again, that's why I love this podcast because I think it's just something that like maybe today didn't offer a lot of value to our viewership other than them hearing that they're not alone, which I mean, we all needed to hear that at some point. Yeah. And, and so I guess, sorry, I totally cut you off. You're fine. Go ahead. We're new to this. Um, I guess one of the things that I would love to hear other than my dog barking is, um, um, in the comments, wherever you're watching or listening to this, I would love to know what, your struggle is. We actually had an Instagram reply. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that, but one, one mom is struggling with working full time and homeschooling. And that's something we didn't even touch on. That's a whole episode in and of itself. We will totally talk about that. That is a whole episode. Um, because like myself, not only am I trying to work, be a good mom, but also substitute being the teacher this year and the end of last year. And that's our, let's just be fair to say our plates are not that big. They are just not that big. Even if your kid is still, um, if they're lucky enough to actually be in the classroom full time right now, it doesn't matter because in the blink of an eye, we have to be prepared that they might not be tomorrow. So it's just not a typical, (laughs) a typical normal year. And so I think you know, for that sweet mama who left that comment, it's a struggle for anyone doing it. And anyone who's saying that it's not a struggle, they are lying. Or they're kidding themselves because yes. it's totally a struggle. And yeah, if they're, I, mean, I guess if they can do all three <laughs> without issue. I can tell you one person who can do all three and not feel like it's a struggle. Not one person. I'm doing it and I'm actually, knock on wood, we're surviving. Perfect word. We're Perfect surviving. Word. But that by no means means it's easy. Mm-hmm. No. That means like I'm living, breathing very little time of my own. Mm-hmm. But as moms, that's what we're called to do. I mean, that's just part of our responsibility and, and we'll get it done. And I think that's what I love about moms in general 
really there's nothing you can't throw on our plate that we don't get done or figure out. We are resilient. Except laundry. <laughs> and meals. But you know what? This is the thing. You just start labeling things off. <laughs> yeah. Let's just keep throwing those things out. But at the end of the day, we, we don't necessarily do it because we have other options. Mm-hmm. Right. There's drive throughs There's other food. There's especially the DoorDash now. I mean, literally anything can get delivered to your front door yeah. unless you live where I live and then you can't. However, um, you, you can clothes, even get – there's laundry clothes, systems. Yep. Uh, yes. Amazon, new clothes. So you don't have to do laundry. These are just options. Yeah. I mean, if you have an unlimited budget, just keep buying new clothes. Yes. No, but there's even laundry, you know, <laughs> services that you can take advantage of. Um, and I've said this for the last – probably 10 years. If I could afford an Alice like on the Brady Bunch, I day. would sleep on the couch so she had a room. <laughs> and Marcus would just have to deal with it. Alice gets a room. <laughs> Who wouldn't want an Alice? <gasps> oh. Like, and Danielle, especially at like Watson's age, if he's taking a nap, like you could run out at that time, but you can't leave him alone. Right. No. Nope. You know what I mean? So if you just had a body here during some of those times, think of how much more productive we could be just because a body is here. <sighs> a body's here to let out the dogs. And then we don't have to come home to do so. Or a body's here to preheat the oven so we have that 15 minute like head start to getting dinner started. And that's I'm like, oh, I would love an Alice. For everyone listening, would you also love an Alice? <laughs> and if you have one, it does she have references? <laughs> I just had a really random thought. Yeah. Should we get an Alice? <laughs> I think, I mean, I might just have, maybe I became a millionaire here. So lots of things can be run off of apps, right? Yeah. Are there smart stoves and ovens that you can start and preheat from an there, app? There, I don't know if there is yet, but I do believe that there is a smart crock pot. What? Yes. However, so I actually had a past client who was like an engineer type person. I was like, this is what I need. I need a refrigerated crock pot that also can cook. So I can keep it refrigerated, say, until 12 o'clock. And then I can click her on and cook it so that way it's not overcooked and extremely mushy because Marcus is right. When I crock pot it, it's when I've left. Mm-hmm. at 7.30 in the morning, we're eating it at 5.30. Of course, it's going to be mush. But if it or really, sometimes super dried out if you don't, you know. Absolutely. Do I just mix it all good and, you know, use a liquid. And, <laughs> and you know what? I am um, I'm a crock pot connoisseur. I don't know if you guys know that about me. Mm, I, I own a crock pot in every shape <gasps> and size. I mean, I have a little one. I have a giant one. Oh I have the God. middle one. I have two middle ones. Um, what? Look at this Bridget of ours. I know. Um, But the new ones, I'm telling you, cook faster. Like, they either heat up. I I don't know. But I have ruined several meals recently, my husband will tell you, because they cook too fast. I (sighs) will say... Uh, if I'm cooking a meal on a four hour window, it really is almost, I don't want to say the word burning the meat, but indeed burning the meat, you know? Mm. And I am like, whoa, slow down, slow cooker. Like that's the whole point of you. You're supposed to be slow. And mine is I have a four, six, eight, and then I keep her warm. And the keeper warm is 
a nice feature, but I agree with you hundred percent, Bridget. I feel like they, they just do cook differently than they used to. Mm-hmm. Mine's old, so. um, the nineties will kill you if you leave it plugged in all night, according mm-hmm. to this is us. So what do you do? What do you, what do you do? And see circles right back down to that mom guilt. Full circle. Full circle. That mom guilt that says if we cook something overnight, we're dead. (laughs) It's just awful. But I can't wait to hear um, some of these recipes, maybe, or just tricks. Like maybe they're just totally aware of something we have no clue. Yeah. Yeah. We know you guys are killing it out there. Everybody's killing it. Let us know. Yeah. yeah, I've seen a couple really good Facebook posts with some delicious recipes. And I had a girl yesterday responded on a Facebook post of the podcast, and she was just saying that she would be interested in like the meal thing too. And I think that's a whole episode within itself. For but sure. Like really not just, you can go on Pinterest and it's an amazing tool. Amazing. But where do you start? Anyone can make anything look good, but is it really mm-hmm. going to taste good? Does it really cook that way? And she was asking, like, she would love to have, like, a resource for tried and true recipes that have been Great tweaked point. or whatever that actually, when you put it on the plate, it's actually a good meal mm-hmm. all apart or whatever. And I go, oh, I love that because I do look through the cookbook and I'm like, oh, this looks good. This looks good. But when you – that's from professional chefs that are doing it. Right. You know, I just need a um, I didn't burn it type of cookbook. Right. Although Same. I, I totally understand what you're saying when you, about the burning the food, Danielle, because when I was pregnant, I had a, like, I enjoyed burnt tasting things. I just do. I mean, it's We're just, just making a face. I can't help what baby Owen was wanting at that time, Bridget. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I didn't you. crave anything. Oh, was, really? Yeah. I felt like almost gypped. Like I did not, I, there was nothing. Chili cheese fries. When I was pregnant with Aaron, it's all I wanted. Chili cheese fries. Mm-hmm. I, I dig them. Yeah. And I would say I didn't necessarily crave the burnt toast. It's just I had a taste for it more than I hmm. I could stomach it. It was something about it that I just was like, oh, this kind of hits the spot a little bit better. <laughs> a whole episode on pregnancy cravings. Could oh, yeah. Not. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot that we can uh, – bring to you guys. So we hope that you'll sure. stick around and, and hang in there with us as we kind of navigate this, this medium, because this is new to all of us, but For sure. we're, we're enjoying it so far. Before we wrap it up, I just wanted to shout out to everybody and thank them. We did launch this week. Yeah. We sent out our first launch podcast and um, thank you to everybody who has subscribed to our YouTube channel, who has liked our Instagram, um, you know, started following us on Facebook. We really appreciate it so much. And we feel the love, guys. We feel we the do. love. I, I feel like it exceeded my expectations personally. Mine too. I, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I think we were hoping for success, but we were anticipating slow growth. Um, and, sure. you know, just from yesterday, from us just posting that one intro, basically, it was just so fun to see the encouragement. And I know I loved it. So I'm with you, Danielle. We are so grateful. Yeah. We love you guys. For sure. So stay tuned. Next week, we will be back with a new topic, new things to discuss. Um, we'll look for new questions or feedback from our listeners and our viewers, but 
I think that's a wrap on this one. I think we did it. Yep. I love it. I love it. Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Any final, final words, ladies? That's it. Just go (laughs) easy on yourself. Go. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's, you know, the, the world is hard enough. We don't have to be hard on ourselves. Oh, I love that. Like until next week, go easy on yourself. <laughs> That's you the perfect way to end this. I love it. Love Bridget. It. <laughs> we appreciate everyone being here. Yes. Bye. Bye.